Hi, this is Paul Sullivan, and I'm back for my second edition of the 90 Days of Success podcast series. This episode I'm bringing you today will be discussing how buyer personas build marketing funnels. Okay, so uh, let's kick this one off. So despite the obvious success that buyer personas have brought to various companies and their marketing funnels, many of us are still not using them to their full capacity. Knowing how buyer personas build marketing funnels helps you succeed both on and offline. When buyer personas are not adopted, it results in a huge drop in success in the following ways. Reduce rates of organic or unpaid website traffic, Reduce rates of conversion from paid traffic. Broad sense marketing and sales messaging in copy or content bringing the wrong traffic. Lack of understanding of what makes your product or service a go for your persona resulting in longer and often failed sales cycles. An increase in assumption and guessing for outcomes by your marketing and sales teams. Reduction in brand intimacy with your persona, making it easy for your rivals to steal the lead and convert them. Increased waste in marketing spend, which ultimately makes everybody look bad and can lead you to losing your job. Poorer levels of clients, poorer conversion levels, and overall, lower profits. Okay, so why it's a persona-first approach? Despite the clamor for mobile first, it's always a persona-first approach, right? In fact, there are two types of personas companies should adopt. You've got the buyer persona. The buyer persona is a semi-hypothetical representation of the better part of your client base. We create them by learning what makes our customers tick, what makes them prefer our service over our rivals, what makes our product or service perceptually worse than our rivals. However, no matter how many clients we have, we should always be able to box them into three clear categories. Number one, the worst clients. Often the reason you get these clients is because your initial messaging wasn't clear. Typically a byproduct of reverse engineering your ideal customer to match your product or service. They often make up 20 to 40% of your current pre-persona database. They don't really know if your product or service is for them because the specifics haven't been explained. You may find that your product or service is a general solution, often bringing complaints, too costly, hard to use, not giving success, not enough support, and all of the other negative connotations that people can throw back at you. Number two, the perfect clients. These are the one-off customer that simply engage and buy without hesitation. They are often well-educated around your product type or service type and can be brand aligned or socially referred. These customers are infrequent, but welcome and duly accepted. These often make up 10 to 20% of your client database. And thirdly, the ideal clients. These clients typically are your bread and butter. They require nurturing and coaxing through your marketing and sales funnels, but they convert at a consistent rate, do not give you a lot of headache, and typically make up 40 to 60% of your customers. They know what they want, have been assessing your product along the way and potentially have already done the comparison with a rival or peer service provider. The ambition is to spend time really analysing the ideal customer. By doing this over time, those ideal clients and the perfect client will appear more frequently as you pinpoint with accuracy the messaging that will resonate with that persona and speed up marketing and sales conversions.
And here's a little fact. Did you know that companies that use a persona-led approach typically see two to three month reductions in their closed sales cycles? And if you can get your head around that and approach like that in your own business, what would that look like? If you've got a, a high value item that your team or your company's selling and you could reduce the sales cycle by two to three months to a closed deal, how much better off would you be? Always think about the numbers when you're thinking about doing something new in your marketing or sales activities. So we've covered um, buyer persona and we've covered the ideal clients that buyer personas help you identify. And the other persona that businesses should use, which is not like a buyer persona, is a user persona. And the user persona is a different type of persona. It's a persona, oh, sorry, it's a persona developed around users or adopters of your product or service. It's compiled on feedback from actual people that are using the products and services and giving you feedback on how it performs. This user persona is a tool for optimizing the user experience and should be definitely used in your website design process. Often people refuse to add this expense to their app or website development because they don't see the value in it until it's too late and after they've been blaming their website or app developer for a, for a platform that doesn't convert. Ultimately, everything we do in business is trial and error, even marketing. But with a persona-led approach to marketing and product development, at least you can build something according to the data. And that's the key thing here. We, we need to build data and use that rather than assuming, guessing, or thinking about what we can or can't do, and then getting frustrated when the results are not going our way. Having explained clearly the difference between a user persona and a buyer persona and the value of buyer personas and what your ambition or what you're setting out to achieve is by identifying the worst, the, the best and the ideal customer, you're starting to see how this will benefit your business or your marketing and sales teams and how this activity can actually be taken forward. So let's look now at um, how buyer personas build marketing funnels. I've covered off the problems that adopting, sorry, that not adopting a persona-led approach can cause. We've discussed the buyer persona and who you should be building them around. And we've split user personas from buyer personas. So we can now address how buyer personas build marketing funnels. If you've been following my buyer persona articles, videos and webinars, you should now be in complete control of this. If you have not, and you have found this article, this article or podcast, whatever you want to refer it to, please find a way to read them. You can find them at paulsullivanmarketing.com forward slash blog. It's really easy. You can go there and there's heaps of good quality information. So firstly, we understand that by building buyer personas correctly, that means not profiling your ideal customer or reverse engineering your customer to suit your product or service, we can learn the following things. The compelling reasons a persona would invest in a solution like your business offers. Know that personas are mainly suitable for high cost purchases that have lengthy decision making processes. Know when potential customers are open to hearing from you and what persona triggers the buyer decision. We will know how to define strategies that resonate with buyers at the earliest point in the decision making process. Know what operational or personal results your persona expects from buying a product or service like yours. 
Understand what success looks like to your customer who has already purchased your product. Stop trying to reverse engineer your marketing messaging based on the capabilities of your product or service. Know what your persona considers bad news and if your product or service is a viable choice and why your rivals may have a better approach than you do. What internal resistance you may have to face um, and how you'd overcome that. If your prospect has had a bad experience with a similar product in the past. Um, how you can set your marketing and sales messaging to reassure your prospect that your solution can help them achieve their ambitions, which is fundamental. Um, what, sorry, what buyers do to evaluate their options, eliminate other contenders and settle on their final choice. Um, what else? Uh, what, which influencers are involved at what stage of the process and how they arrive at each conclusion to pursue an option like yours. Um, how to align your marketing and sales activity to target the most influential decision makers and create media resources to help them see your solution as the perfect fit at each decision stage. What exactly it is about your product or service that appeals to the buyer. The benefits related marketing often doesn't work as much as factual related marketing does. I and mean, obviously these are not all the benefits. I, I was kind of quick through them. I think there was 16 or 17 there. Um, but the benefits of developing an accurate buyer persona means that you can attribute them to the inbound marketing methodology, which is a strategy to attract website visitors and convert them into paying customers. Okay, so I went through those um, reasons to have personas pretty quickly. Um, I'm not sure if any of the listeners are aware of the inbound marketing methodology, but please Google that and you will see any number of visual graphics showing you what that looks like. And just to talk it through, um, you have the four stages of the marketing strategy, marketing to sales strategy, sorry. You've got the attract stage where you are using SEO, blog posts, social media, you know, mini sites and mobile optimization to attract visitors to a website. And then you're going to have the convert stage. And in the convert stage, you are going to have those calls to action, you know, download an ebook, register for a webinar, um, forms are on the on those landing pages, and that's the convert stage of the of the marketing process. Then you've got the closing stage, and at this point it's email optimization, CRM sync lead scoring, sales alert, you know, personalized um, web and email marketing and all of that good solid stuff that brings people ever closer to converting within your sales or marketing funnels. And then once you've closed someone, you've got the delight stage. And in the delight stage, you're looking for feedback and continual um, nurturing really. You know, once you've got the money in the bank, that customer is not a dead customer. In fact, that customer is more likely to be able to be upsold, providing you're providing a really good product, service, and support. So um, let's go back to the 16 items that I whizzed through just now. And I'm gonna try and link those into each stage of the marketing funnel. And hopefully it will make sense as to why a persona builds the funnel, okay? So the attract stage, which is the part of the funnel where people are just, you know, searching on Google and they're looking for a product or service like the one your company 
uh, offers. So I'm, I'm gonna list the attract stage. Um, sorry, I can't list it. I'm gonna go through the attract stage and tie back into the items that a, a persona helps you establish and then you can put that together. Okay, so for the attract stage, having a persona, a buyer persona, will help you know when potential customers are opening to hearing from you and at which persona triggers the buying decision. You will know that personas are mainly suitable for high cost purchases that have a lengthy decision making process behind them. You'll know how to define strategies that resonate with buyers at the earliest point in the decision making process. To stop trying to reverse engineer your marketing messaging based on your product or services capabilities, you'll know which influencers are involved at what stage of the process and how they arrive at each conclusion to pursue an option like yours, and you'll know how to align your marketing and sales activity to target those influential people at what stage of the journey and also to create your media resources to help them see your solution as the perfect fit at each stage of the decision-making process. That also will find you that quite often benefits-related marketing is not as fruitful as factual-based marketing messaging. So don't try and offer benefits and assume that just because you're you think that your platform or your service is all singing on dancing because obviously so does the business that's like yours next door. They also feel that their product is all singing and all dancing. So always try and be factual in your messaging and not benefits led. Okay, so that's the attract stage done. So the next stage of the funnel is the convert stage and a persona will help you in this stage of the funnel simply because it will help you know the compelling reasons a persona would invest in a solution like your business offers. You'll know that personas are mainly suitable for high cost purchases that have a lengthy decision making process, which I was in the first part of the attract stage. You'll know what your persona considers bad news and if your product or service is a viable choice and why your rivals may have a better approach. If your prospect has had a bad experience with a similar product previously, you know, which influencers are involved at what stage of the process and how they get to the conclusion to choose you and how to align your marketing and sales activity. Again, some of this will overlap, but that's because the um, stages are side by side. And obviously, that again, benefits-related marketing messages are often not as fruitful as factual-related messages. Thirdly, we have the closing stage. And at this point, a persona will help you know what operational or personal results your persona expects from buying a product or service like yours. You know, obviously, again, that personas are suitable for high cost purchases. You know, what internal resistance you may face and have to overcome within a company. How to set your marketing and sales messaging to reassure your prospect that your solution can help them achieve their ambitions what buyers do to evaluate their options, eliminate your rival contenders and settle on you as their final choice, you know, which influencers are involved at what stage of the process, what exactly it is about your product or service that will appeal to the buyer and understand what success looks like to a customer who has purchased your product. The closure stage is really important. At this point, you really need to be pinpoint and accurate no more guessing, which should be eradicated anyway by your personas, but really pinpoint, personalized, 
and getting them into some sort of trial or or, or sales, you know, sales team conversation. At, at this point, you should really have done all, all of the hard work. And finally, we have the delight stage. And the delight stage is really simple. At this point, you should have done your sale, you've closed the client, you've got more leads coming through behind it, which are educating you more and helping you build further data around what's working from a persona perspective. You know, personas don't go static. They are a constant movement, pretty much like a website or the optimization within your marketing content and social media channels, your PPC, Facebook ads, and so on and so forth. So the delight stage is really simple. At this point, you should completely understand what success looks like to a customer who has purchased your product. It's that easy. As long as you know that, you then know how to build messaging that will continue that success for that customer. They're engaging your product, they're taking it on board, you do not drop them and move on to the next sale. You need a team, a customer success team, whatever that looks like, to make sure that you still engage these customers and keep them there for potential upsells, cross-sells, or incremental um, testing of new features to a product. So as you've just heard, I listed 16 benefits of using personas that are key to your success in securing and producing high converting marketing and sales funnels. It's also really important to know what to do and when to do it, which is why I wrote the ebook to support all of this, which you can download from bit.ly bit.ly forward slash ps for sugar, m for mother, Persona ebook, PSM Persona ebook. So just to make that clear, bit.ly forward slash PSM Persona ebook. Hopefully, you guys have got that. Please check it out, download that, marry the ebook with this podcast, and I'm sure you will see some real good success. There's some great um, content in that ebook, profiling why you don't profile a new persona how to make the difference, spot the difference, and then use that information and take it forward into creating your marketing funnels. You know, because currently on the market, there are a large number of click funnel experts and software packages, but they all fail to tell you that you still need to do this work up front. If their packages are that good and you have all this great and accurate data about your personas, you simply can't fail. You can build the data and messaging you need to attract the right persona at the right time at the right stage of the decision-making process. And like anything else in business, you have to learn things in stages to proceed in the best way. So feel free to comment and ask questions and I'll be happy to get back to you in any way that I can. You can find me here. You can locate me at marketingbyps on Twitter, at marketingbyps on Facebook, at Paul Sullivan Marketing on Instagram, or check out the blog, paulsullivanmarketing.com forward slash blog. I'd like to thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it interesting. Please feel free to share it. Come back for um, any collaboration or explanation, expanding on any of the content within it. And I'll happily answer any questions you may have. Have a good day.